our fast-paced world, there are an ever-increasing number of things vying for our attention every day. When was the last time you really paused, took a breath, and really paid attention to the moment, paid attention to yourself? Today on Chat Chat, we have Jasmine Evelyn, who is the founder of Mindful Movement, a registered yoga teacher and chartered physiotherapist. She specializes in pelvic health, where she uses the practice of yoga and physiotherapy to restore pelvic health for women and men. Welcome, Jasmine, and thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes. So I want to talk today about yoga, mindfulness, meditation. So maybe uh -huh. we could begin with how you started Mindful Movement and found right. your way into practicing and teaching yoga. Right. Um, I started Mindful Movement, I guess, as a yoga practice because I had been working as a physiotherapist. Um, and I kind of got into yoga, you know, whenever I tell this story, it's the same because it's the truth. Uh, because <laughs> I, <laughs> I had a knee injury and I really wanted to dance more. And okay. I thought, well, yoga would help me to build strength in my legs, etc. And how to take away some of the knee pain. Okay. And so that's why I started. And okay. I realized, okay, the knee felt better. It doesn't hurt. And I started kind of trying a few of the poses and concepts with my patients and noticing that they enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I decided, okay, let me become a yoga teacher. Yeah. Okay. And then the name Mindful Movement, again, I always tell this story, started because I, I found myself having injuries all the time from a practice that I love. So imagine you're doing something that you love, mm -hmm. which is yoga. And then it's like, why am I always having this chest pain in particular and this elbow pain? You're trying to do all these poses that, you know, maybe your body is not ready for. Mm -hmm. I remember I was in the shower and I thought, what, what am I doing wrong? Like, why am I getting all these injuries? What is missing? Mm -hmm. And it just came to me, it's mindfulness. You need oh. to add mindfulness to your movement. Okay. Uh, trust and that's me. That's when I thought, okay, yes. That's when I thought, yeah, this is where I need to share this concept with others. Okay. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's actually pretty interesting. And trust me, I know as a sportswoman, I know a lot about injury and, you know, the, right. the trauma that's caused when you're sidelined. Oh, yeah. when you're sidelined. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we talk about practicing yoga, what exactly, you know, do we mean? Is it just stretching? You know, you know what is it really when we talk about practicing yoga? Um. So there are many different aspects to yoga. Mm -hmm. I won't get into all of them, but um, there are different limbs. So postures will be one limb. But then there are other limbs where you talk about, you know, truthfulness, looking after yourself, mm -hmm. um, not being harmful to others, etc. Um, but I think I always say that my favorite definition of yoga is union between body and mind and okay um taking time to focus on one thing so you know practicing yoga could be uh let's say eating your breakfast and the only thing you're focusing on is your breakfast you're not thinking about what you're gonna do after you're not thinking about you know the next meal you're gonna have you're just focusing on enjoying that meal at that time and that in and of itself that is yoga but, okay. you know, when you people hear about yoga, they think, okay, yes, it is 
um, moving the body. Mm-hmm. But I would say when it comes to movement, what sets yoga apart from other types of movement practices would be the fact you're connecting breath and movement, connecting body and mind. So um, as you mentioned mindfulness. So then how would you describe mindfulness? I know you said that was kind of important to your yoga practice. So maybe you could tell me a yeah. bit about mindfulness. Okay, okay. so mindfulness, um, let's take the example of doing yoga. Uh, let's say I'm on my mat and I'm not really listening to what my body is telling me. I'm just doing the poses. I'm just making shapes, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. moving with my breath. Uh, when you bring in a component of mindfulness, you're listening to what your body is telling you. So you're noticing, actually, today I don't feel very strong. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my arms aren't feeling very strong today. I don't feel like doing, you know, a full, let's say, warrior. So let me take my back knee down. Let me put my knee on the mat and let me modify. Let me mm-hmm. do what my body is saying. So mindfulness is like checking in with your body. Mindfulness also, I, I would say, is... Similar to the definition of yoga that I gave where I said you're focusing on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're having a cup of tea and you are enjoying the mug. You're mm-hmm. enjoying the warmth of the tea. You're enjoying the moment that you're in. And you maybe don't have your phone at that point. Um, you know, you're not thinking about, okay, when I'm done this tea, I have to go now and rush in and get in the bank lane. You know, mindfulness is also being in the bank lane and just being in the bank lane. Mm-hmm. And thinking about the next place you have to go. Not being so, too distracted, yeah. Exactly. It's about taking a moment of pause and wherever you are, just being in that moment is what I, what I think mindfulness is. Yeah, so you'd being say like in living in the moment. Yeah, and living it's both. I suppose that's not to be confused with the idea of, you know, YOLO, you only live once kind not, of thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not YOLO, but it's about... To me, and this is how I find mindfulness can really help with stress. Okay. Because let's say you have a million errands to run in a day, but when you're in the bank lane, you can only be in the bank lane. You can't do the next errand. So what are you thinking about? What are you stressing about it? It's true. Be in the bank lane and just know that when the bank lane is done, you move on to the next path. Fair enough. And then on to the next path. So for me, that is what mindfulness is. Taking it a step at a time, taking it a moment at a time. And, you know, aside from that, taking downtime and, you know, just focusing on yourself. Yeah, and I guess it's interesting, too, because, like, I've been reading up and I see, you know, mindfulness is actually becoming, I guess, what you would say mainstream, mm-hmm. um, incorporated in, like, you know, corporate training and all this kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think when people hear mindfulness, they think, oh, like, I don't have time to be mindful. I don't have time to lay down and be quiet. Mm-hmm. But mindfulness, for example, when I drive to work on mornings, I come home on evenings, that is my time to turn on the radio or maybe not have on the radio. And that's my time to just be in the car. That okay. is my time for mindfulness. Just that space of time. It, has to be, it doesn't have to be anything fancy at okay. all. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So how would you say like yoga, mindfulness, meditation, how do they, how do we bring the meditation into that? How do they all kind of go together? Um, again, I like to keep things simple because when average person who, you know, they hear meditation, they're thinking, okay, I have to be doing some kind of transcendental <laughs> floating. I have to be omen with my ankles crossed and my fingers touching is a kind of mudra and again 
it doesn't have to be that. For me, meditation, simply focusing on your breath is a meditation. Mm-hmm. Enjoying your breath in and enjoying your breath out. Again, that is mindfulness. Again, that is yoga. Mm-hmm. So, it mm-hmm. so your meditation can be one breath in and one breath out. And in fact, you focus on that and only that, that was a meditation. Got it. So all about really just taking time for introspection and taking time to slow down okay. it's not complex and i don't i don't really want you know talk about you know breathing techniques and mm-hmm. this and that because it, it's not accessible to everybody mm-hmm. and you know, yoga mindfulness uh meditation is something that anybody can do fair enough yeah it doesn't have to be complex at all so for you, do you med- do you find that you meditate in silence? Or are you somebody that likes, you know, like meditative music? Um, I meditate through movement. So okay. I'm not a person who will necessarily sit still. Sometimes I do do it after my practice. Mm-hmm. But I meditate through movement. So whether um, that is yoga, mm-hmm. whether it's dance. Okay. Um, sometimes it's just me being on my mat doing whatever. But that is my meditation. Your meditation can be painting. Your mm-hmm. meditation can be at the beach, taking a swim. Your meditation can be getting your car and going for a drive. Yeah. Um, it's all about what helps you to almost escape, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Allows you to take a break from life. So then you, I remember I did a meditation once and it was more of a traditional meditation. And when I got out of it, I felt, I feel as though I just had two weeks of vacation <laughs> because your brain has a chance to relax and reset. And, you know, as I said, it doesn't have to be sitting in a corner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It can be, you know, it can be putting on rock music and banging your head for 10 minutes. Yeah. If that works for you. And I mean, you, you make a good point there about, you know, your mind's a vacation because I feel like our yeah. minds these days are, you know, just bombarded uh, yes. with all kinds of thoughts. And it's actually quite challenging to kind of, you know, quiet, busy minds. Yes, it is. And no, something that happens to me, I know before isolation and everything, life was really busy. And I noticed coming out to the end of the week, I would have problems falling asleep. Mm-hmm. because I would be thinking and that's not a problem that I usually have but I okay. would be thinking about oh wait I still have this to do the next thing to mm-hmm. do I have to do that 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 and you know I think and I'm hoping that isolation everything taught us a lesson in slowing mm-hmm. down and yeah. checking in and realizing that you don't really have to kill yourself doing a million things that we thought we had to want so, that's, that's true yeah so, I mean, do you, do you think you need to be, we, we talked about yoga, but you think you need to be spiritual to practice yoga or subscribe to like a specific belief system in order to? You know? uh, I guess as a broad being spiritual, like what exactly do you mean? I feel like spirituality in this context to me is just connecting with yourself. Okay. As long as that, as long as that is the... I know that sounds, some people are going to be, that sounds so eerie fairy. Fair enough. And um, some people think, okay, yoga is something connected to Hinduism or mm-hmm. some kind of religion. And that's not the case. Um, yes, yeah, some of the poses are named after um, deities or gods mm-hmm. or whatever in 
um, Hinduism, Hinduism. but mm-hmm. um, really and truly, when you read those stories and you kind of read the morals of the stories behind that, you realize that it's applicable to everyday life. Okay. And because you read that story and you um, doesn't mean that you are Hindu or that you believe in you know mm-hmm. Hinduism. It's applicable for anybody. Um, good parables for anybody. Okay. Um, I say anybody could benefit from yoga. Mm-hmm. Any person, any religious or spiritual belief that you have. But I think deep down, at the end of the day, the spiritual gains from yoga will be connecting to yourself and taking those quiet moments. Okay. And learning from self, honestly. Okay. So, I mean, to your mind, what are the, some of the, you know, biggest myths you would say about, about yoga and practicing yoga? Yeah. That is a really good follow-on question. <laughs> when you, you're practicing yoga and you are, you know, into a specific type of belief system or mm-hmm. that you are, you know, I think... I think that is changing, you know. I find people are not as narrow-minded when okay. it comes to yoga. I find that more people of um, different beliefs mm-hmm. are, are accepting of it. Um, aside from that, on the total opposite spectrum, I think the biggest myth is that people think, okay, to do yoga, I have to be flexible. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, the reason why you're coming to yoga is because you're not. <laughs> Fair enough, that you're not you flexible. <laughs> Yeah, or you know, they think, and I, my balance is horrible, so I can't do yoga. And I'm thinking, well, the reason you're coming is because you mm-hmm. want to improve your balance and your flexibility. Yeah. Um, and people think you have to have a particular body type and a particular mm-hmm. look, and that's not the case. Yoga is for every single person. Um, you can do yoga, even if you can't move your body, you can do yoga, which we spoke about because yoga is not just movement, mm-hmm. but yoga mm-hmm. is also, you know, um breath work, etc. Um, so I would say the biggest myth that I come across, aside from, you know, people thinking, okay, it's a religious thing, mm-hmm. which I find is not the case as much anymore, mm-hmm. is that people think I have to be really bendy and I have to be, you know, uh, look a certain way to do it. And that's not the case. Yeah, because as you said, you know, there's a kind of perception that, you know, certain cultural messages about beauty and fitness mm-hmm. and health mm-hmm. kind of, you know, are required and, yeah and the, the funny thing is that people will say you know i'm not flexible and i can't headstand and stuff so i can't do yoga but the thing is most people who you see that are flexible and can headstand did it, could not do it when they started that is true Doing yoga is a reason why they can do it that so is true that is true it's not like you could do it and you decided all right yeah <laughs> let me go and do yoga now so that i can you, <laughs> you know, can show everybody so i'm I mean, on the other side of that, would you say that there is like a gendered nature to the participation in yoga, like in terms of the breakdown of men and women, like Mm -hmm, have you found mm -hmm. that to be the case with your students or, you know, fellow instructors? Um, I would say that most of my students are women. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when I think about yoga teachers in Barbados, I can off the top of my head think of Two males, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but with that being said, men do come to class, yeah. right? And men do do yoga in Barbados, um, and when they do come to class, I think everybody enjoys them being at class. Okay, um, and 
I, you know, I always say some of the strongest men that I've seen, both in person and on social media, are people who do yoga. So people mm-hmm. think are men who do yoga. Because mm-hmm. people say, okay, if you're a man doing yoga, you know, it's feminine, and no, that's mm-hmm. not cute. Yeah. Um, and I still get the one off. And you know what uh, I will say is that a lot of men are interested in yoga, mm-hmm. but they're intimidated to come because they think the class is going to be mainly women. So I would get men saying to me, I want to come to yoga, but are there men at class or do men do yoga? But they're really interested and they really want to come. But I think they don't because they think, you know, mm, they're not going to be many men and it's going to be just women. Well, um, I mean, there are some people who might think that that's an advantage. But, uh, that is true. <laughs> um, but I would say, you know, remember that yoga is not just about stretching. Mm-hmm. So if there are any men listening, you know, it, the stretching is good because it will help your muscles to be stronger. Because mm-hmm. muscles have to have a good length tension relationship. So you want those muscles to be able to stretch so they could be strong. But um, yoga is also about strength. And a lot of times when men come to yoga, I always ask them, was it what you expected? And often they say, no, I didn't expect it to be so hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not that it was hard, but I think they were thinking it was just, you know. Yeah, just posing and standing yeah, there, stretching. Yeah, very fairy, po- yeah, you know, um, just moving the arms, just moving the legs slow. And then when they actually break a sweat at class, it's like, okay, I didn't expect that. Yeah. So, but I would say that men are receptive to yoga for sure. Okay, cool. So um, at the beginning, I mentioned that you are a pelvic health physiotherapist. So maybe you could tell yeah. me a bit about, you know, what it means to be a pelvic health physiotherapist exactly. Okay, this is, this is one of the hardest questions because the answer is so long. Um, <laughs> okay, a pelvic health physiotherapist is an orthopedic physio, or I would say a musculoskeletal physio. So I'm a physio who would treat necks, backs, knees, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just that I, my special interest, or I've done special training mm-hmm. in pelvic health. Right? What a lot of people don't realize is that there are muscles at the base of our pelvis um, that really work hard for us to help us uh, stay continent, which means that it stops us from leaking urine and feces during the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they also help to keep our pelvic organs uh, in place. The muscles work with our core to keep our bodies strong, our abdominal muscles and back strong. Um, there's a lot that goes into pelvic health. So um, I predominantly treat those muscles and joint, joints of the pelvis, so the pelvic floor muscles mm-hmm. and the joints of the pelvis. But then it also goes into uh, things like helping persons who are constipated mm-hmm. um, people who women who've had babies and want to get their core rehab going mm-hmm. um, so they suffer with um, what we call diastasis recti where the abdominal muscles don't come back together so pelvic health physios will help with that it's a long long list we help people, okay. people who have sex um, help erectile dysfunction um, incontinence as I said there's okay. a long long list but it's a very rewarding job because oftentimes you know pelvic pain and um, dysfunction surrounding the pelvic floor can also be very mentally taxing and it, imagine you know that you yeah, don't want to sure. go with your friends and stuff because you are afraid you might leak urine or mm-hmm. you know gas or feces so a lot of times people are very um, emotionally under stress as well yeah so it's nice to be able to help them physically but also emotionally and see how they're 
quality of life changes. Okay, that that is quite um that is quite interesting. So, mm-hmm. I mean, do people normally get are they directed to usually by their doctor or do they kind of you know stumble on yeah. to kind of on it's their a, own? Right, it's a a mix. So people will stumble onto me when they're mm-hmm. looking for pelvic health physio. Okay. Um, online or maybe they stumble across me on instagram but their doctors refer them to me usually their gp or okay. their gynecologist urologist um some is gastroenterologist depending on okay. um, what, what the issue is what the issue is will refer them to me so there's a, a mixture or a lot of times also let's say somebody has come to me and say you know what my friend also is complaining of a problem like this because pelvic throat dysfunction is very common Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't realize it but it's very very common and once you start talking about it you'll be surprised how many people um, are living with it so okay. oftentimes it will happen through client referral or doctor referral or patients finding me online okay mm-hmm. well yeah that was definitely um, quite interesting so I mm-hmm. mean what would you say is your mission as a yoga instructor and physiotherapist you know? um as a yoga teacher, I and a physio, I really just want people a, to move more, mm-hmm. and with that movement, I know it sounds cliche, but to be mindful mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I have seen what mindfulness in my practice has done for me. So I have actually attended a yoga class. I didn't feel a hundred percent on a day, and I modified for the whole class. And, you know, the teacher came up to me after and she said, you know, I'm married, but you listen to your body and you did what was best for you. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's better to do that than to push and then be set back. Yeah. Right? It's true. So I, was, I really encourage all of my students. I always give modifications. I always tell them, you know, listen to how you feel. You don't have to do something that your body doesn't feel like doing. So mm-hmm. encouraging people to be movers, but to be mindful movers is my first thing. And then physio is the same thing. So when my patients come to me, whenever a patient comes to me, exercise, which is with all physios, exercise is a part of your treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, for my pelvic, when it comes to my pelvic floor work, um, my main mission there is really to educate firstly home here in Barbados because I know a lot of people are suffering with pelvic floor dysfunction. And they, there's a stigma attached to it. Like, up to recently, I had a patient said she hasn't told anybody because they will think that she's promiscuous. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, no, that's not the case. Like, this, yeah. I'm sure if you told your friends, they would tell you, I actually suffer from the same thing or something mm-hmm. similar. Yeah. So okay. I kind of want to break the stigma around it. And I want people to realize that even though it is common, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. You don't have mm-hmm. to live with, just because you've had a baby doesn't mean you have to live with pelvic pain. Mm-hmm. just because you've had a baby doesn't mean that you have to leak urine just because you've had a baby doesn't mean that when you are laughing or when you are exercising that you're leaking urine and stuff like that so that is my main mission from that perspective okay. showing that you don't have to live with persistent pelvic floor dysfunction and pelvic pain okay so mm-hmm. lastly um tell me about the friday yoga line i see your poses weekly on instagram <laughs> some of which look fairly sophisticated i have to say especially for me <laughs> so. uh, okay so the friday yoga line was actually born uh, from a yoga challenge that i did 
with and collab with some other yogis just after lockdown. So I think it was Nats Yoga Creative, Kerry Malushi, and Akam Yoga. Mm-hmm. We thought that it would have been nice to kind of bring all the yogis together um, after lockdown through Instagram and have some praises and stuff to go with that. And then it, the response was really good. And it was good to see some people posting that hadn't been posting in a while and kind of mm-hmm. connect with everybody. And one person who participated suggested, why don't we keep it going, even though it won't be for praises, mm-hmm. why don't we keep the Friday yoga, kind of like a Friday yoga lane thing going where we post something and get to connect at least every week. Okay. So that is where it was born. So basically what it is, it's a hashtag, Friday mm-hmm. yoga lane. And we have a theme every week. So it might be like a, let's say a hip opener or it should be like a hip stretch or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a back bend, something, a theme. And then we would have a question that goes with it. So share what you're grateful for, you know, share, you know, things like that. What yoga means to you. Okay. Um, just a way to get to know the other yogis and other people on Instagram. Okay. And to share also your story. All right. Well, I will continue to watch those poses. (laughs) 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 Even if you don't do a pose, you can at least you know you can say what you're grateful for. Okay. I feel like it that part I feel like I do. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks, Jasmine, for joining me today. Um, it was very informative and interesting, and I really hope that our listeners gain something from it. And you know, as you said. That they, if they have a challenge, that they don't, they don't suffer in silence, and you know, mm-hmm. that they can, as you say, live in the moment, take a little bit of time, and you know, yeah. focus on themselves. Yeah, I remember, you know, as I said, we chatted about, you know, mindfulness and meditation and that stuff is not as complicated. I know some, it seems complicated some things, but it doesn't have to be. Just do what you can. Mhm. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening and joining me under the Shack Shack tree. When I began, I wasn't sure where we were headed, but I'm definitely happy with where we ended up. We're pressing pause here, but we will be back for season two on November 11th. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and many more. Stay connected on IG, Facebook, and Twitter, or by email at akilia at shackshack.com. Let's continue to shake things up.